2: Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Wokey F Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from the home bunker. You know, folks, we have six weeks until the midterm elections. And I spend a lot of my days and a lot of my time digging through the doom and the gloom in order to find something some way whether it's fear, rage, you know, hopefulness, faith that will ignite the masses to action that will ignite people to make the conscious fucking decision to stand up for their goddamn rights. You know, there is a part of me that believes in a lot of ways that Americans are both the most courageous people and also the fucking laziest. And why do I say that? Because I believe that over the last 50 plus years, I'll I'll, I'll say 50 to 60 years, Those of us who are younger than that age, way younger, do not remember a time when you have had to literally put your own life and body on the line in order to fight for your life and the life of generations behind you. For many of us, too many of us, That fight has only been a story that we've read in history books or that have been passed down through generational tales of strife and struggle. I remember being young, being in high school, being in elementary school and learning about the civil rights movement and asking myself as a young person, who would I be? If the civil rights movement were happening right now, who would I be? How would I show up? What would my contribution be? We are in this time. We don't get another chance here. People are concerned about the 2024 elections, and I'm saying, fuck the 2024 elections. The presidential election doesn't fucking matter right now. What matters is what happens in six weeks. Talk to me about not having the perfect presidential candidate. I don't care. What I care about are the slate of fucking election deniers that Republicans are running across this country in battleground states. What I care is the fact that every Republican that is running from the state, local, and fucking school board level is a goddamn fascist. That is hoping and praying for a time to put black people back in leashes, to put fucking gay people back in the closet, to kill trans people by denying them the ability to get medical care that they need. To chain women to the kitchen and the stove. To make it so that white men, rich, white, wealthy, fucking straight, quote unquote Christian men continue to put their knees on the neck of our society to finally break, to suffocate our democracy. They are banking. On the fact that nobody votes in midterm elections. They are banking on the complacency of people thinking that, oh, we'll get them next time. I cannot stress a fucking enough that there is no goddamn next time. This is it. And, you know, we have said as politicos, as activists, as movement people, you know, as progressives, that every election is consequential. And you know what? You should fucking be aware of that now. Because had we been thinking about the courts in every goddamn election that we have had, we wouldn't be here. Had Democrats had fought back against Republicans in the way that Republicans fight against progress, we wouldn't be here. So yes, every election builds on the last election, but dear friends, dear listeners, This is the last goddamn election. It's the last election of the America that you have come to know and live in and understand in the course of your lifetime. Because what comes next will be America in name only. It won't be in values. It won't be in the Constitution. It won't be in democracy. It won't be in the Statue of Liberty. It won't be in the vision of the founding fathers. No. It will be an authoritarian regime and the largest one with the biggest fucking military in the goddamn world being wielded by very small men who only gain their power from cruelty and oppression. War is imminent. Violence is imminent. The cards indeed are stacked against us. And so what happens? The question that we have to ask ourselves is what happens when you realize that your back is up against the wall? Because let me tell you something. We got six weeks. Six weeks to fucking organize. Six weeks to make phone calls. Six weeks to make donations. Six weeks to figure out if you are registered to vote, if your friends are registered to vote, if your colleagues are registered to vote. Please do not tell me during this six-week time, that things will be okay and that you are resting on your laurels because let me tell you something, you'll be telling yourself that on the way to the fucking concentration camps. You will be telling yourself that on the way to the internment camps. Oh, it can't happen here. It has happened here, and it will happen again. We have a weaponized Supreme Court. We have a weaponized Republican Party. They have... They are backed by their own goddamn white supremacist militia. That are willing and ready to do whatever it takes. These motherfuckers are like sharks in the water that smell chum right now. And everybody else is just paddling along in their boats, saying, oh, it'll be fine. The water's great. Folks. Rachel Maddow, among many others, are raising the alarm. I've been raising this same fucking alarm since Donald Trump came down that escalator. It is happening here. Everything that you think could never is happening here. The question is, who are you going to be? Who are we going to be? Because the fight is at our doorstep we don't get another time. We don't get a next time. So what are you going to do? Coming up next, my conversation with our friend, our in-house doctor, Dr. Jonathan Metzel. The Damage Report with John Iderola is one of the most popular shows on the TYT network that serves as your daily breakdown of the genuine threats and challenges facing our country and world. These days, we're confronted with an overwhelming sea of shocking, confounding, and devastating news stories. The Damage Report is your life raft, helping you navigate the day's news and understand the damage caused by the corrupt establishment, politicians, corporations, and everything in between. Join The Damage Report's notorious fan club, The Dragon Squad, where you become part of a fantastic community of progressives create a fun dragon nickname that fits your personality collaborate and participate in fun activities like voting for the garbage person of the week and much more listen to the damage report on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcast if you like what you hear be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode Folks, you know that when we have the opportunity to talk with our very own in-house doctor, Dr. Jonathan Metzel, on a range of issues from COVID to monkeypox to voting to dying of whiteness, uh, we're always pleased. Jonathan, I want to start off today with talking about voting with just, I, I think that we are at the six-week mark uh, to midterm elections. And, you know, what... Pundits love to I mean, not pundits, I'll say what anchors love to do and what pundits also love to do is talk about the issues that are on the ballot and what is going to get Americans to vote. And for me right now, as we're watching elections unfold in Italy uh, with Giorgia Maloney, uh, who is a self-proclaimed fascist and uh, upholds Mussolini as a great statesman. Um we saw Bolsonaro in Brazil. The polls said, "Oh, he was going to be beat by Lula and he was not. They will head into a runoff." And they had more people vote in Brazil than I think we've ever had vote in the United States. Um what is it that you think people need to understand and pay attention to? I mean, you are indeed the author of Dying of Whiteness. And it seems that, you know, I say this often for you, you were and are a soothsayer, right? Of understanding what it is that is always on the ballot, whether or not we have the midterm election or a presidential election, whiteness is always on the ballot. So I just want to get your thoughts on what we are seeing as a reordering of the world order and where you see America sitting in it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's as we've talked about on the show a bunch a, a really perilous moment. I, I think that it did seem like there was a kind of upsurge in activity, a, upsurge in voter registration, and it lasted a couple of weeks maybe for the Democrats after the Dobbs decision. Um, and I don't know what happens. I mean, this is not a knock on anybody. I mean, it, there's something larger at play than just individual attitudes. I don't know what it is exactly, but it does feel to me a lot of times like Democrats are they're they're they they're they don't realize that the other side that that upsurge in activity and voter registration and all that kind of stuff the other side's been doing that for like 10 years now and so we had a 3 week run of it um and i i guess i'm saying that because i'm worried about the mobilization that i'm seeing in in places like new york uh where i think there's a really r- radical right wing gubernatorial candidate for the gop and 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 i'm worried that I'm just not seeing the kind of mobilization. There's a kind of complacency given the stakes. Um, of course, here in Tennessee, you can't see, I don't even know if there are any Democrats running for the, for any office, you never see it. And so, you know, I, I think part of the issue is we had a good maybe three, four weeks where all of a sudden we made like a teeny dent in the efforts that that the republicans had done but they've been at this for years so part of it is just i think a mobilization issue which i'm really worried about um and and i do feel just my personal bias and this is just me but i feel like people on our side feel like we're angry we're angry angry and then we feel better when we send a tweet or we feel better when we see that there are opinion polls that are sent that are you know we like we can see our movement in the polls and stuff like that um and so it's kind of like we're doing the things that are emotionally resonant for us but we're not doing the things that i've seen the other side do which is subterranean massive mobilization of voters <laughs> and power and all yeah. these kind of things so they're not sitting at home answering people from the gallup foundation poll um You know they're they're not talking to pollsters. They're getting ready to go out and vote, like um, you remember the orc army in in Lord of the Rings kind of thing. Like they're going to vote, and so um, for them this is about power, and they can feel power and smell power, and it's a moment where um, I I do think that you know that Italy election we talked about it before is a massive wake up call because people didn't vote. Everybody's complaining now, but people didn't vote. It was like sixty percent voting. Which is really low for Italy, um, and uh, and so I don't know. I I just I, I'm worried that the Democrats have not made enough an, of an appeal to um, minoritized and low income communities. I I'm worried that there's not the voting registration stuff in place. It it came too late. Um, again, I, I realize like everybody's trying as hard as they can, but we're up against the other side that is in. Incredibly, incredibly organized and systematic. And so, you know, the only thing standing between us and disaster right now is Herschel Walker. And so, uh, and so it's, I find this to be a scary moment. And I hope something turns around in the next couple weeks, because this, this is pretty important right now.
2: You know, I, I'm, I'm glad that you brought up Herschel Walker because what a fucking walking disaster, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, like, yeah, I just, like, just I just like, I need to actually get this off my chest. Like just a Herschel Walker to me is just the, the, the full embodiment of, of white supremacy. And people will say, well, Danielle, how do you say that? Because he is, is a black man because white supremacists and racists in this country think very little of black people, right? And all you have to do is slap on, you know, get somebody with enough melanin to be your puppet, because black people can't clearly think for themselves, you know, don't need much skill, they just need a, a white man with their hand up their back, right? And that's what Herschel Walker is. And when you look at him in comparison to, you know, Reverend Warnock, it is, it is so disgustingly insulting. Um, and, and, and so I hear everything that you're saying, Jonathan, and I, I, and I will say this as somebody who makes, you know, part of their message about pushing Democrats to do better, think bolder, you know, a, a, and expand, uh, a, and expand their, their tactics beyond, you know, th- this 20th century w- way of campaigning. Part of me is just like, if you ain't, walking around conscious with your eyes open, like you don't need to be reading the paper. You don't even need to be, you know, watching the news 24 hours a day. But if you don't understand like the stakes right now, just in a basic fucking fifth grade level of what is happening in this country, like, I don't know. I I, I just, I guess I'm, I am at a place and I, and I really shouldn't be. It's, it's the beginning of the week and I feel spent. But I'm at a place where I'm just like, if you need people, just like COVID, if you need somebody still to tell you that you should wear a mask in crowded places, that you should get the vaccine, even though we still have 400 deaths, I'm like, at some point, it's just on you. And I know that like, we need the collective masses to show up. But at some point, I'm just like, goddamn, you know, Jonathan, like you wrote the book on this, like there are just. I guess there are more people than not that just won't be moved by the threats that like the rest of us have been seeing and talking about since 2016. So I guess like my question is just like, what else is there to do for people who are willingly walking with eyes, you know, shut like sheep over the cliff?
0: Well, it's interesting because you and I have had this, a version of this conversation. I mean, it's it just the stakes keep getting higher. And I think yep. something you wrote on Twitter is very important for people to realize that when we lose the rights that we're poised to lose right now, we're not going to get them back in our lifetime. So I think you're, no. what you wrote was exactly right about that, that what it took to get reproductive choice and women's health and, and, uh, voting rights, all those things, the, the the forces that were aligned for those things were tectonic and they were generational and they are not going to come back anytime soon. And so right now is kind of a, you know, it, it's kind of a, I mean, it's funny because like when, when Biden won, everybody was all immediately talking about 2024, but you and I have been saying on this show for six months, 2022 is actually almost as important, if not more so. More um, so. For, uh, for for what's happening. And so I think that, um, you know, again, my fear is that they're focusing too much on battleground states and not on everywhere and, and a unified message. And, and, and I think that that's, that there's just a lot of peril right now. I think that the, the, the signs could not be more clear that you need a kind of broad national message that, that makes sense to people. And I just don't see it right now. And now, The flip side of that, of course, is there is something to do to act on this in the next month, um, which is to mobilize everyone you can to vote, start making carpools, going out there, getting everybody, you know, vans, like there's actually something you can do about this now, which isn't just about like by speaking truth to power, but actually like doing something. And and so um, and so I think right now is just a very important time to not not bemoan, but to actually get get activated. And we're doing it here in Tennessee. Everywhere you are, people need to really start thinking, what's my plan for voting day? Who can I take to the polls? Make sure your voter registration is current. Make sure, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that's the kind of thing that needs to be happening no matter where you are. And and I'm, I'm really kind of angry, to be honest, that there's not a more unified message about Here's the checklist you need to do to make sure you can vote. This is the most important vote of your lifetime. All that kind of stuff. We we need that happening, and I I don't see it. So, but you can do. You know,
2: it. I I, I want to. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I I want to say this one thing too because when we started recording today, Rachel Maddow is trending on on Twitter because in you know she does one show a week now, and in her. In her show, she basically direct to camera laid out very clearly what is going to happen when Republicans take back control in this country. There is something fundamentally wrong, though, Jonathan, with Democrats believing that they are still working within a system that is going to give them multiple chances. Like, I think that where. Where we tend to be misaligned is that you have just a handful of 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 reporters, just a handful of journalists like Maddow who are doing their best to ring the alarm with the platform that they have to say, "Here is the fucking slate of things that you stand to lose this year right like that i mean will come crashing down that there is no coming back from this like we are going and and i and and again like it is really difficult to have optimism and to, and to tell people to vote when I can tell you that the people that respond to me, woke AF audience members on a regular basis that are fucking exhausted, right? Like they are, people are beat to shit. I I did a, I, I joked and sent out a tweet the other day and I said, it's Monday. And is it just me? Or does like this day feel like it is kicking your ass, like in more ways than one. And so you have people that are ringing the alarm. You have people that are trying to do the organizing. But I'm like, have we just, re- like, are we too naive? Or is it, is the naivete hope, faith that we're not too late? I guess is my question. Because in all honesty, voting is not going to change what happens with the Supreme Court's session this year. They right. have voting I, rights on the block. Yeah. They have, you know, same-sex marriage on the block. They have affirmative a- action on the block. They have so many gutting things that allow America to be America that we know the outcome of these things already. And it, it, the, the the session just started this month. And so, yeah, yeah please respond.
0: I, I just think... <laughs> this is the last election we're probably going to have under the old rules of democracy. Yeah. And so I do again, think that the two things people can do right now, I mean, I agree with you about exhaustion. I would say that there needs to be such a massive tidal wave of support that, you know, in a month right now, like everybody should just drop everything they're doing and run around trying to figure out how, how they can drive people to the polls um, so Democrats need to show up in force. Um and then we need a presidential candidate who will get people excited <laughs> and mobilize people, you know, um, and not just feel like status quo, you know, that kind of thing. So I think, you know, that th- we'll do that next. <clears throat> but I, I would just say that um I would just say that right now there's no other answer, there's no other avenue than to mobilize people. Even in places where it feels like your vote is safe, it, it's not. And so, again, if you're in New York or San Francisco or, um, you know, Honolulu, places that are blue cities, your vote really matters, right? There are all these places that feel, I mean, the complacency in New York about the gubernatorial race to me is a real canary in the coal mine for, and, and the guy who's running the GOP candidate for the gubernatorial, uh, position in, in New York is, is a DeSantis clone who has got an yes, uh, A Lee
2: Zeldin has been my family's, uh, because of redistricting yeah the congressman, uh, for my district. He is anti-abortion. He is pro-gun. He is, you know, anti, uh, you know, critical thinking curriculum for kids. He is he is the reincarnate um, of everything and, and so the, that is wrong.
0: Yes, but the thing is, like, people need to mobilize, and I, I just think the stakes. I just, you know, where are the progressives and centrists unifying together to say we're all under the same tent? Where is the people getting out there with their networks? Like, it just—it's got to be happening. We have a month to turn this around right now, and I understand things are things are fucked, right? At, at the court level, we've been talking about judges for <laughs> quite some time here. Um, but, but I'm just saying that even under all that it's different with or without power, it's different with or without States where you can have a refuge and have those States be relatively safe from the things that are happening in the rest of the country without that. I mean, the Democrats with or without New York and um, um, in the governor uh, with that, with, with in the governor's office, Um, it, that's just a totally different calculus. And so I would just say whatever people have to do, you know, for the next month, get, you know, pack your bag with snacks and water and get out there and get in line.
2: Yeah. Um, I agree wholeheartedly (laughs) and I, no, I do. I, I agree wholeheartedly and I am, you know, I, I, my level of anxiety, stress and fear rises by the day uh if if not the minute uh in this and in like, this country. And like
0: this this isn't a this isn't a like where honestly where is AOC out there mobilizing people for the gubernatorial vote? Where is um you know Schumer? All these guys have to I mean this is the you know we've got we've got to be like unifying right now. Um that's really what's gotta be happening and I, I and I'm hope I'm hopeful that it'll come come together.
2: I mean we have six weeks so I you know like who the fuck knows you know and i and i i want to end with this cuz i know uh we we're short on time today but um you know again we are watching judges uh overturn the ability of states to be able to control guns to limit violence to do all of these things who places those judges in those positions politicians that you vote for, right? Or decide not to vote for. And we're in a situation where we have states' rights, so long as you are upholding oppression and not allowing a woman to have bodily autonomy, um, then it's the state's decisions. But when it's the state's decision to want to protect all citizens from mass shootings and gun violence, then no, no, no. It's the federal decision that matters the most um, of and and I guess what what it comes down to, Jonathan, for me, and then I'll give you the last word, is that I just feel like we no longer have a right to life in this country, like unless you are a collection of cells inside of a uterus, like that is the only time that apparently the right to life matters, and what I think that people are starting to understand, but i also i there's a part of me that believes that we are too late is that there is no right to life, that you know after this session come june 2023 america as we know it is done and the america that comes in its place is going to be a really dangerous and dark place that we are not going to see our way out of in our lifetime i'll give you the last word
0: um yeah no that's that's really a terrifying I mean, I, I just keep thinking about all the times you and I have said democratic rifts don't matter anywhere near as much as having a slate of judges that gets put in place from the very first minute and having that all set up like just Democrats are just waking up to the fact that their strategy was a an emotionally resonant strategy, which actually wasn't a power strategy. Um, but, But again, it's kind of like we played softball over the weekend. And it was like 55 degrees and it was, it was um, raining lightly in New York from the, you know, not, not a storm, just raining. And everybody's like, this sucks, man. And I'm like, yeah, but um, in two months, this weather is going to seem great. You know, we'll take 55 and sprinkling any day. And so it's kind of the same here where I agree with you about all the shit, but I mean, we would take this moment. A year from now, we would take this moment any day. So instead of just getting discouraged, we also everybody needs to be calling everybody they know in every state they know and saying, "What's your plan for voting? What are you going to get out of work? Are you bringing snacks?" You know, right now, I think is the moment where like getting us despaired and stuff. That's the strategy of the other dudes. Um, And and I think right now we can't do that. It's kind of like, what's your voting plan? That's got to be the issue. And then we can form the resistance. And, you know, I always think of the cover that Bernie Sanders book with his freaking fist up, you know, I don't want to be in the resistance, you know? So, uh, but right now I think voting is important. And again, I think as you're seeing, like, you know, we're debating progressives versus centrists versus whatever, who cares, you know? Let's, yep. You know, whoever has the best chance of winning, who is against fascism, that person, everybody needs their support.
2: 100%. Dr. Jonathan Metzel, as always, thank you for making the time to join Woke AF. We deeply appreciate you. Stay safe. Take care, everybody. It's no secret that the news is horse pill hard to swallow. Thankfully, there's the Bituation Room podcast hosted by comedian and commentator Francesca Friorentini for a lighter take on the heavy stuff. Each week, the Bituation Room brings you progressive comedians, experts and activists to break down the issues in a way that won't just leave you crying under a weighted blanket. Get the Bituation Room on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and streaming on YouTube and Twitch. That is it for me today, dear friends on Woke AF. Please do me a favor. Begin to share this show. If there is nothing else that you are doing, begin to share this show. Clip the openings, clip whatever. Share this show. Because I am doing the work of trying to wake up as many people as possible. And if you are heeding this message, fucking tweet it out. Put it on Facebook. Put it on Instagram. Share it on TikTok. Because if there is nothing else, we are trying to stop the impossible, right? To stop a freight train from hitting our country. So I need for the woke AF audience to start to believe like you are a part of something and not just an individual listening in your free time. We have got to build something here. So bring in as many people as you are. If every one person that listens to this show shares it with five, that's how we community build. It's free, right? You want to listen to the audio only? I appreciate. Let me tell you this right now. The Patreons that have been riding with me from the beginning have allowed me to continue to do this show. Have allowed me To be able to continue to do this show with your $5 donations, with your $10 donations, with some of you, with your $35 a month donations have allowed me continue to do what I believe that I am called to do, which is to wake people up to their power, to our collective power. Please recognize that sharing, tweeting, contributing helps us get further and helps us feel less alone and less powerless. That is it for me today, dear friends on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people, power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring.